Welcome to Season 3 of Soccer Over Gotham, an NWSL podcast covering New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC. Hosted by Ruby Pinto and Gary Gibson. Welcome to Episode 72 of Soccer Over Gotham. As always, we have another great show for all of you. But first, Gary, tell me, what do we have in this episode? We got a whole lot. Gotham gets a statement when we've all been waiting for in a 4-1 drubbing, a perennial top team, OL Reign, on the road. Gotham moves to the top of the table. We're going to celebrate that. U.S. Fairly Sheehan, more on that later. Lynn Williams has quite a week. NWSL Player of the Week, and let's just, we're going to get into that as well. I can't wait. This week's guest is none other than Metuchen, New Jersey native, and your Gotham SC center back, Kristen Edmonds. Ruby, there's so much to talk about. Let's just get started. How are you? I feel like I've been really productive this week, and it hasn't been like nothing special at all, like nothing like I built the house or whatever, <laughs> but I've just been simply adulting. I bought a filing cabinet. I, I'm that old that I need a filing cabinet now. <laughs> but, you know, since I've been busy, we had to push this recording one day, but it's okay. It's okay. We're still here and we're going to talk about this win because this win is very special. But how are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I, I have a feeling that Lauren Barnes is still checking under her bed for Lynn Williams this week. <laughs> I know. She She's definitely having nightmares. Yes. <laughs> Let's get to some Cloud9 news. Pride Razor starts next month. You should all go to cloud9goth.com or find them on Twitter, Instagram at cloud9goth. There's something called the Pride Razor. Pride Razor gives money to LGBTQ plus groups, and it's started by all the supporter groups of the, the league and other sports as well, other like MLS and stuff like that. So I'm already pledged. You know, Ruby, it's, it's funny. I pledged last year, and I don't think Gotham scored a single goal the entire month of June. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one. Uh, I ended up just donating. So this year, I hope the team makes me pay for it. <laughs> well, luckily for them, I don't think it's going to be one goal this year, just in case. Be ready. <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, let's get some team news. Lynn Williams had a huge week. Well, yeah, like you said, a huge week, a week. NWSL player of the week. She scored on her birthday and she got engaged. So wins, wins, wins all over. Like I said, she got engaged. And by the way, if you haven't listened to it, go and listen to the Snacks podcast and hear the story of the engagement. But if you don't want to go and listen to it, I will give you a summary about it. And long story short, her now fiance looked for the perfect place and he found a nice place in Liberty State Park. They were going for a picnic with friends, but their friends, they were like, hey, we're going to be late. Uh, we just got in a multiple car accident, which it was not true. It's all made up. Uh, they were just hiding in the park for, for the engagement. <laughs> and then, you know, Marlon set up his tripod to do a fit check. This is what they do. They're they're weird, but they they do a, a a fit check video. If you want to go check them out on Instagram, you can see those. So he he was like, "Oh, let's do a fit check," and and he started like recording, and he got in one knee and proposed. He forgot his speech. Uh, <laughs> supposedly it was a nice speech, but but it, it was beautiful and mainly thoughtful because. Lynn mentions there that she wanted him to propose 
at a special beach in Australia where they met, and it's really special for them. But since they were not there, they were not in Australia, Marlon brought sand from there and two seashells that are really special for them from that beach. So it was really nice. Yeah, well done, Marlon. <laughs> I, I've, had, I've had some good weeks, but I've never had <laughs> a week like that. Birthdays, NWB's player of the week, getting engaged, all that stuff. That's that's a pretty, that's winning right there. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. All right, let's get to uh, some other team news. 10,000 plus tickets were sold for the Pride Woo! Night match against the Wave June 4th. I can't wait. 10,000 tickets. That's amazing. And we heard they're opening the upper bowl for that game. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, go ahead and get your tickets. All Gotham players are going to be there. Alex Morgan is going to be there. And I'm just so excited to see the crowd. This is the first time in franchise history. And, and I hope this is not the first and the last time they hit that milestone. The team deserves it. Yeah, it's going to give you pure ruckus in there. And I know Cloud9 is going to bring it. And it's going to be loud. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Also, Gotham and SL Benefica forged a strategic partnership, which is pretty cool. It's going to allow them to use each other's resources as far as their technologies, stuff like that. And also, it allows Benefica to go and take players from say Gotham's youth par- youth partners and stuff like that. So it's going to be able to build both teams. It's going to build the partnership. And sometimes these partnerships don't really mean much where it's just like they share a player or two here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good partnership was the OL rain and OL remember that year. And they brought like three or four players over um, from OL and they sent a couple players over. So th- those things can work and I'm excited about it, but we'll see how it turns out. Yeah. And I think it's going to be really beneficial like, for example, this season, we had that problem with, like, we had too many players in that roster. So maybe, like, we can use those players better. And, you know, since we're partnering up with Benefica, maybe they can go overseas and play instead of just letting them go. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's get to this game. This game was incredible. I can't wait to cover it. Let's go get to it, shall we? Let's go. All right, going into this game. First place is on the line. Gotham enters the match the best road team in the league. Our opponent, OL, hasn't lost a game at home this season, and they haven't lost two games in a row since 2021. So this is going to be a tough matchup going in. On the injuries, pretty much the same. Midge is still out with a hip injury. Onto the formation, this is where it gets interesting. For the first time this season, outside of the first game, which we're not going to talk about, <laughs> it, Gotham has used a 4-3-3 or 4-5-1. It's pretty fluid. Uh, this time, they come out in a 4-4-2. And Nicewanger is in left back. She re- returned for her. Jean, Krieger, and Bernina all the way on the right. And the midfield, we got Martin in for long, Mewis and Fairley, and Williams is in the midfield this time. And Sheehan and Smith are up top. I'm curious your thoughts on this interesting lineup, Ruby. Like many others, I was taken by surprise by this lineup up against Oil Rain, which came out with a killer lineup too. We were missing O'Hara, Long, Ryan, which on paper are significant absences. However, we did have Fairly in the midfield. And personally, I think she thrives in that position. It's where she truly shines and excels. What about you? 
Yeah, I think uh, soccer is about partnerships when it's on the field. And I thought the partnership of, we'll get to it later, but Fairley and Mewis, I thought were just incredible pairing mm-hmm. in the midfield. I thought this lineup was interesting. And the fans and even myself were a little bit miffed by this 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 attack. Uh, I mentioned to you, I messaged you, Ruby. Uh, I said, mm-hmm. this is either going to show a lack or an abundance of confidence in this team from Amaros. So you got no long, no O'Hara, Sheehan's up top, Williams coming out of the midfield, not as a winger, which was, again, interesting. This was OL's best 11 minus Lavelle. Gotham's toughest test of the season, and this is the lineup that they came in with. I was really intrigued by it. And, oh, yeah, mad scientist Amaros <laughs> strikes again. <laughs> yes, indeed. It seems like Amaros is embracing his inner mad scientist with these bold and unconventional moves. It keeps us like on our toes and and it adds an extra layer of excitement to the match. Like we were wondering exactly what what's going to happen. Uh, let's see if his calculated risks pays off and if if Gotham can rise to the occasion against a strong team like OL Reign. And it's a statement to the team's adaptability and the depth of their roster. All right, let's just get to our overall thoughts and takeaways. So, Ruby, from the opening whistle, Gotham was relentlessly on the front foot, just unafraid and just executing their game plan. OL is completely caught off guard. The theme of the night is Farrelly and Sheehan's hold up play. And Christy Mewis, more on that later, hold up play is something that Gotham has not added to their arsenal yet. And when I saw Sheehan doing that, I was one of the first uh, tweets that I put out on mm-hmm. the game day. I was like, like Sheehan is adding something we haven't had before, which is hold up yeah. play. So the press is causing all kinds of problems for the home side. Then comes the onslaught. So welcome back, Jenna Nicewanger. So Mewis finds a streaking Nicewanger who lets off a missile. Far post. What a rocket on a rope from distance. Just picks out the far post. Yeah, th- that goal from Jenna Nicewanger was spectacular. The way she unleashed that rocket from distance and perfectly picked out the far post was just spectacular. It's moment like moments like these that make you appreciate the incredible skill and precision of players like Jenna bring to the game. Yeah, I wonder what the over-under is on how many times you watched that Jenna Dicewanger goal. <laughs> Right. <laughs> about 25 times is that about? probably more <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's an absolutely special player it's just such a natural i mean what a strike fairly was brilliant here cutting inside and holding up the play a line for gotham to get everybody forward in the attack everybody facing forward mm-hmm. and again to jenna the confidence that she's playing with as a rookie isn't just just it's mind-blowing she's amazing she's incredible uh, but but gotham does not stop there Two minutes later, Gotham pressures a turnover. Mewis finds a pocket and then gets the ball to Sheehan, who holds the ball up and gets the ball back to Mewis. Mewis plays a ball behind the back line, and Williams' pressure forces a bad back pass from Barnes. Lynn just collects and deposits the ball in the back of the net. Just so cool. Yes. Gotham is just relentless, and and they just kept pressuring. In Lynn's words, in the podcast Snacks, she says, pressing makes goals telling you Barnes didn't see her uh, see her coming and Lynn Lynn was just like mine took that ball (laughs) and then back of the net 
<laughs> I still, I, I do, I do think Barnes is checking her shoulder at like grocery stores now. Just thinking <laughs> Lynn's going to be right behind her. <laughs> right, snap. <laughs> <laughs> but Gotham is relentless, right? It's just, yep. it was just awesome. So this is what you mean when you use the words inform. So as we said many times on the show, it's not that Lynn is just scoring goals. It's the way she's scoring them. She's just calm, calculated. There's no rush. She isn't mm-hmm. blasting the ball. She's just finishing with precision. Mm-hmm. And she she just has so much confidence. And you can see it on Lynn and you just can see it on the whole team. Yeah. I think if this is what the way Amaros wanted to play this season as a high pressing team, I don't think a player like Lynn falling into his lap could have been any more <laughs> miraculous because she's been incredible and she just fits it, the system to the T. Mm-hmm. Third goal came from a turnover from Smith near midfield. Again, U.S. near the 18, finds Farrelly, who holds the ball, plays in Sheehan at the six, who just who calmly slots in Smith for the third goal. You know, Mewis had such, like, all these games that she has played have been so cons- she's been so consistent and that's something that i mentioned last season that she has some games where she was good and then some games that she was not that great but this season's totally different i see her drive i see the passion like everything is just connecting and in that play i i've lost count how many times i watched that, that incredible play it's just truly incredible and fascinating to witness Farrelly's exceptional skills in tight spaces, effortlessly maneuvering through a pack of defenders, her ability to maintain control of the ball and navigate her way out of it is just so brilliant. But what truly amazes me is her vision to spot an open teammate and delivers a precise pass. Yeah, it was to the right foot. It was perfect. But are, are you sensing a pattern here, Ruby? Mewis, Fairly, yeah. Sheehan. <laughs> Sounds like a song. Mewis, Fairly, yeah, Sheehan. Mewis, Fairly, Sheehan. Mewis, Fairly, Sheehan. Hashtag uh, once Gotham friend of the show, Nicole Baxter, tweeted at us, and we deserved it. She posted a tweet a while back, right at the beginning of the season, to one of our posts and said, don't sleep on Delaney. Mm-hmm. And I, I said in last week's episode that she's an interesting player and she has something. Well, there it is. Yep. You put your finger on it and you, you said it. You said it. You always on, on on the spot there. You're always doing, you're always saying these things and manifesting. And now we finally know what that something is. Terrific game from Delaney. She she is going to be such an important player for Gotham during the World Cup, for real. Yeah, definitely. And need I remind the audience that Sinead hasn't played in seven years? <laughs> it doesn't look like it. She's so good. She hasn't like skipped a beat. Yeah, incredible. You know, quote for half, halftime quote is everyone else is surprised. We're not. Lynn Williams on the first half dominance. <laughs> I love that quote. We need to like frame it or something. <laughs> like print it out. Everyone else is surprised. We're not. And another quote is, people still have in their minds last year's Gotham. That's another quote from, from Lynn Williams. And I'm not going to lie. Last season was a little traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but we're healing. We're healing people. We're healing. We're on the top of the table now. And Lynn also mentions that 
uh, commenters, the day before were were only talking about oil rain being on the top if they win and blah blah blah. They were not saying anything about Gotham and look at us now. <laughs> yeah, let them <laughs> let them continue to do that. <laughs> it's fine. I, I I as a as a former player, I prefer if the the media was always talking. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, the other way. <laughs> kind of fuels, if, like fuels you, like makes you want to go out and win. Yeah. So, so let's get to the second half. Uh, Gotham's Press, uh, in this one, it just worked to perfection. And it was set up perfectly. Gotham was forcing OL to their left, away from Huerta, 80 touches for Hyatt, Barnes, and Cook, and only 47 for Huerta. As soon as the ball found its way to Barnes, Gotham would collapse. Uh, both Mewis and Fairley would collapse on the two defensive midfielders. And it was just... It was kind of lights out. It kind of forced balls into Lynn Williams, who was able to close space quickly. She was just forcing turnovers. She had 10 recoveries and two interceptions. Wow. Such a great game from Williams. And again, I'm telling you, Barnes must have nightmares <laughs> from from that night. They got destroyed. Destroyed. They, But, you know. And also, Gotha managed to keep Huerta quiet. Yes. Yes. This is the second game in a row they've been able to do that, which is good. The fourth goal comes from here. You, you ready for this? <laughs> Delaney first holds up the ball in our defensive third and finds a, an outlet to start the attack. Mewis finds Williams behind a long, uh, long, beautiful long switch. And then goes back to Mewis to Delaney on the opposite side this time, who you guessed it <laughs> holds up the ball and got and goes across the defense, pulling every defender to the right. She finds Jenna Nyswanger with her, High soccer IQ just plays the ball back into that vacated space. Bernina just bulls her way one v one to her first. I can't believe that Jenna like just kicked that ball. Like she has, like you said, that high soccer IQ. Like I was like, that was Jenna, really? Wow! <laughs> but that one on one is everything. Uh, that was everything, Bernina. Her finish with her left foot was a true display of of just instinct and quick reflexes without hesitation she let her instincts just guide her some you know some players have to position the ball for their right foot sometimes doing that extra touch gives the goalie the time to react and block that ball but not Bruninha go Bruninha yeah there's a ton of similarities between Mewis and Nicewanger. Obviously, they're both some of the most purest left-footed strikers of the ball. Mm-hmm. They both have super high IQs and can just put the ball anywhere. And yeah, I'm just excited to see. Like it's like with, with Jenna to have Mewis to look after her and to should be show her how to be a pro is just going to be. It's going to be fantastic for her to be able to grow next to, to Mewis. I'm excited about it. Yes, I'm really excited too. All right, so let's get some more player notes. Uh, so I felt Neely Martin was a bit underrated in this one. I think she quietly just did her job. Yeah, she was just out there doing her thing. Yeah, yeah, she was doing her best long impression, which was nice. <laughs> but let's just talk about it. How ridiculous is Lynn Williams? Late in the game, Heidema is stripped of the ball at Gotham's six-yard box, and I'm like, that can't be, is it? <laughs> Yep, it's Lynn. And then she just takes off 50 yards downfield with the ball. Just relentless. She's ridiculous. Yeah, she is definitely the missing piece Gotham needed. A player of her caliber to get the job done. Like, she just gets it done. That's it. Her arrival just brings a new level of talent, feeling 
like a crucial role that was previously lacking at Gotham. Yeah, we finally have a player on the offensive side that can match that Krieger's attitude of mm-hmm. like nothing is perfect enough <laughs> and it's not over until it's over. <laughs> uh, there was one moment in the game, uh, it was late in the game, and I was across from OL and Allie gets in the way of the cross, but the ball goes out of bounds. It's like 75th minute and she just puts her hands up and she's like, she's like apologizing. I'm like, why are you apologizing? <laughs> like, it's just, you did a good job. Like, but for Krieger, it's like, nothing is, Not nothing enough. is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> nothing is good enough. So, uh, but we have someone now on the offensive side of the ball that has that same attitude and just relentless. Yeah. I'm just super excited about this club right now, but let's get some takeaways, Ruby. So we've been asking for a statement game from this club forever. Mm-hmm. So we knew that they were capable, but they just haven't put it all together to not only do that, away in Seattle. I mean, honestly, nobody does that. Seattle hasn't lost a game at home this season to completely dominate the way they did, to score early, to take the crowd out of it. This was last season's Shield winner and with their best 11. This is the best Gotham performance since we've been covering this team. By the way, they only got the Shield because Gotham gave it to them because they were were able to take it away from the Thorns. So you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, absolutely. This outstanding display by Gotham was a statement of their growth and potential. It's it's really evident that they have to come to their own and delivering a performance that will be remembered as one of the best this season so far. Yeah. Honestly, it's always about controlling what you can control. So this win puts Gotham in a great position to head into the World Cup break. Again, we'll be missing players, but so will everybody else. Mm-hmm. If this game proved, without a doubt, that Gotham is multifaceted and has a diverse roster to solve most problems, and it, it proved without a doubt that Gotham is a top team. Yeah, the way they dominated against a top team and showcase their skills with confidence was was just truly remarkable this milestone achievement will without without a doubt be a turning point for the team and also a source of inspiration for the future games no doubt you know we're all about context here and telling the story of this club this start is historically good it seems like every week we're having like this hasn't happened since and and (laughs) Honestly, we're, we're here to root for the team. We're here to promote the team or all that stuff. But I'm also here to, like, I'm, we are here to root for the, the, the fans of this team as well. These fans have been through so much yeah. over these past decade, and it hasn't been good. And to just, it was an absolute party on Twitter <laughs> and, <laughs> and on Instagram. It was just good to be able to just see the fans of this team, like just being able to like have that moment of just pure joy and just and just supporting each other. And yeah, they haven't had that. So it was just like letting off steam that's been building up for nearly a decade. It was really nice. I was, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. And going back to what you were saying, this hasn't happened since blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It, like you said, it has been tough for, for, Gotham back then sky blue and that's another reason you know for the rebrand to change you know the culture mentality the whole thing around and they it looks like 2023 is their their year and they're doing it the future just looks incredible it looks promising for Gotham and we we just can't wait to witness their continued success on this incredible journey yeah yeah let's keep it going and no one's been 
through more than cloud nine as far as being like in the trenches with this team. And so it's good to, for them to like, when I post a uh, halftime thoughts on Twitter or like the end result, if, mm-hmm. if it's not like a, like a really good game, I don't want to include them in it <laughs> just because like, I don't, I don't want to bother them with negative negativity. <laughs> so if something good happens. I'm like at cloud nine. Out cloud nine. <laughs> now, now imagine June 4th with over 10,000 people. Oh. And when, when cloud nine goes, Let's go Gotham. It's going to be, it's going to sound amazing. Yeah. Everybody go to cloud9goth.com, get a membership. I'm sure they probably still have memberships available. Do it. And even if you can, if you you don't go to the games, even if you live a million miles away, they deserve it. So they also have have tailgate. So if you want to join the tailgate, go on their Twitter. They, They post a location and time there all the time. And merch, get their merch as well. Speaking of merch, I'm drinking my tea out of my Soccer Over Gotham podcast mug. We also got merch. <laughs> we do. But, uh, we're gonna upgrade. Next upgrade for us is our microphone. So buy our merch so we can take that money and put it into microphones. <laughs> All right, well, let's just get, let's get back on track. Uh, the post game quotes. So from the preseason, the team thought Sheehan could help at the number nine. Uh, this is from Amaros. He says he credits her hard work and learning position. Her performance is what Gotham is all about. Credits her, of course, her hold-up play. Yes. And now we're all watching Delaney. And I don't know what's next for her. Maybe she could score next time. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Lynn says this year's Gotham, again, is not last year's Gotham. They are a team that stick together. They came out. They know they knew it was going to be tough, but they believed in themselves. And from the second they got off the plane, they went at it. She also said that this game was one of the games she had the most fun in a long time. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun for everybody. <laughs> it's fun <laughs> but, when you're winning. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right. So what is your stat of the game, Ruby? Gotham with... 14 shots and seven of those on target. That's amazing. Yes. And, you know, speaking of shot on goal, Bernina put on a show in this one. Not only did she get a goal, but she completed 80% of her passes. She completed 100% of her dribbles, which were four. 100% of her tackles won. Eight for 10 on combined duels. Super talent. Oh, yeah. And 100% shot accuracy. And she scored a banger. (laughs) She certainly did. All right, let's get to our player of the week. So over on Twitter at Over Gotham Pod, speaking of the party, fans chose everyone. <laughs> Thanks to the fans who voted. Do you agree, Ruby? I say everyone as well. <laughs> it, we had four goals from four different players. This was a team effort and couldn't have done without a team without teamwork. So teamwork makes the dream work what about you of course of course yes uh, but but i really want to shout out the coaching staff in this one as we talked about the from the formation and all that this was a bold game plan and it worked a hundred percent also you can tell the vibe and training or in around this club is just good every player seems to be playing with confidence and with with little doubt in them again God, jenna does not take that shot if she's not confident so it feels like this team is scarily improving each week and we can put out any lineup we want and we're going to get a result this is what, it feels amazing and this feels like a team without a ceiling and this is just the beginning. This team can win the Challenge Cup and also claim the championship. The possibilities are endless, and 
if they keep improving playing with joy and having fun on the field, they again, they can win Challenge Cup and Championship. Yeah, let's get over to standings. Gotham sits on top of the table. Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> on top of the table, people. <laughs> How good is it to feel to say that? And I saw on Twitter, it was like, when was the last time Gotham was on top of the table in, <laughs> in, a, in a, like a part of the season that mattered? I'm like, I don't, I don't think ever. <laughs> so this is a good spot to be in right Actually, now. Actually, there was a tweet. I have to find it. And I think uh-huh. the last time... Let me see if I screenshotted it. Probably the first season. <laughs> yeah, something like 2013. Yeah, yeah. If I remember that's, correctly, I think I, that's where the star comes from. I think. Yeah, it was somewhere in 2013 that mm-hmm. that Gotham was top of the table. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> we were top of the table last season after the first game, <laughs> <laughs> and it went all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Let's get to our next opponent. This is going to be another really, really important game. Again, it feels like a playoff game. And if Gotham once again wants to prove that they are a top team, this is a team we have to beat. So can Gotham, the best road team in the league, beat the top two teams in the league? Back to back on the road. Washington has scored 10 goals in their last five. So this is interesting. Both teams are tied in goals per match at 1.4, and both teams are tied for the lowest goals conceded in the league. Both interesting. Yep. So Gotham faces yet another challenge, testing their ability to maintain their position at the top of the table yet another week. So let's go Gotham. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on this matchup, Ruby? So the stakes here are high. And right now, all eyes are on Gotham as they face the Washington Spirit. And a key objective for Gotham is to neutralize the threat posed by Trinity Rodman, Ashley Sanchez, and Hatch. And by effectively shutting them out and disrupting their attack, Gotham can gain a significant advantage here in this game. They also have to dismantle the Washington Spirit's defense and then finding gaps and, and you know, their weaknesses Fairly is really good at finding those gaps. So I think they'll be good with Fairly there. And with with a well-executed game plan, Gotham can win this game. I agree with you. I think Gotham can win this game. You know, a week ago, I would have looked at this matchup with a bit of trepidation. But at this point, I say bring on all comers. Let's go. I'm really interested to see how this team approaches Rodman. The last time we played Washington, she was not playing, I believe. Uh, so Bruninha, as good as she's been, she may not have the top end speed to keep up with Trinity from getting just behind her all the time. I mean, a few, play- few players do. That's my only really concern. And then obviously fouling around the box. Let's not let Sanchez have those again. She doesn't, doesn't, know, doesn't end well for us. Mm-hmm. So what do we manifest this week? So I'm manifesting another dominating game with another three goals. Can someone (laughs) just get a hat trick? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. I'm still going to manifest until she returns mid-purse back in the 18. Yeah. All right, any any random thoughts before we close out? So I do. I didn't, but I do because my poor puppy, my dog, Odie, so I haven't I, I'm the one that usually cuts his hair because, you know, I I, I do a pretty good job, I say. 
<laughs> and and I don't have to pay someone to do it for me since I know how to do it. So I cut his hair and his hair is a little long right now. Haven't had time to cut his hair. And of course, my wife got bored one day and decided to cut his hair. It's really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Like he has like long patches here and there and like short hair on the other side. It's so terrible. Like, <laughs> I'm like, poor dog. So my mission this weekend is to like fix that haircut. I'm going to take <laughs> pictures before and after, but poor Odie. Is it like, like a little kid where they, 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 every little kid does that where they get the scissors and they cut yes. their own hair? It's like that? Yes. Yeah, like they, they're cutting their hair, but it was not a kid. It was my wife. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So I got to cut his hair. That's my mission this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any um, random thoughts? Uh, I don't. Uh, I'm just ready to go talk to Kristen Edmonds, shall we? Yes, let's do it. It's a great interview. Let's go. Hi, fans. I've been saying this for a while, that there may not be a more Jersey player not on this roster than Kristen Edmonds. I'm glad she is here. Central Jersey to the core. Incredible talent. We really wanted to get her perspective on her remarkable soccer journey and her longevity in the sport. And of course, we have to ask her about playing with Allie Krieger in her final year. But, you know, let's get to it. Here's our conversation with Krista Edmonds. Your mom is like, she really has a big personality and, and it's kind of a big deal in this space. Can, what can you tell us about her? I mean, yeah, Mom, Mama Edmonds, she, she loves that people know who she is. But I mean, yeah, my mom's like my ultimate number one like, you know, number one mom, number one supporter, like that's definitely her. Yeah, she's super involved in my career and has just been kind of everywhere I am. Even though I was overseas for a little bit, like she, you know, my family was always like watching the games. We would, and then even like when I was, when I was overseas, I'm a big EPL fan, Manchester United, let's go. Um, and I couldn't watch the games. I would like FaceTime them and they would set up the phone and then they would have all the games recorded and they would like set it up so that I could see the TV. Um, but yeah, she's, she's awesome. My whole family's amazing. Like having her, you know, in the stands for these games is, is pretty special for me to be this late in my career, kind of coming full circle and, and being back home. But yeah, Mama Edmonds is, uh, she's, She's her. Yeah. <laughs> no, we we love that she follows us and, and she yeah. she gave us a, a question to ask you. She just wanted to yeah. hear that you love her cooking. Yeah, yeah. I love her cooking. I love her. And I love that she is so invested in my career. So, Kristen, let's take a little bit back to growing up. What was it like growing up in Metuchen and playing soccer in Metuchen? Um, well, Metuchen is a tiny, tiny, tiny town. So, like, I... You know, I grew up on a dead end street. I feel like I had, you know, I had the best childhood. Like I was outside all the time. I barely watched TV. I'm sure I watched some TV, but like people always ask me like, oh, what was your favorite like TV show as a kid? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. But, you know, playing basketball with my neighbors was fun. Um, <laughs> so like, yeah, I and there were a lot of kids on my street. I basically grew up like playing boys in soccer and every sport that I've I've played as a kid yeah my town was small so everybody kind of knew everyone high school was tiny so I feel like that kind of molded the way that I 
want, like what I wanted to do after college, I kind of like wanted to just kind of go see the world and go to like a giant school and kind of like let my wings kind of fly a little bit. But I mean, growing up in Tachim is great. It's super safe town. Like, like I said, I grew up playing a lot of boys in my local town team. Like, because our town was so small, you know, uh, it was like girls and boys played soccer. And then I went to like a little bit bigger of a town to play on their team. And then a little bit bigger of a town after that. And then I finally joined um, a competitive club team, I think maybe like right before high school or maybe right when I got into high school. Um, but yeah, I can now appreciate, you know, when you're young, you're like, there's nothing to do here. I'm so bored. But, <laughs> <laughs> but now I can appreciate where I grew up. I love my town. Like my brother and I always joke, like if we could pick one place to raise a family, it would be in Metuchen. <laughs> but it's a great place to grow up. And uh, yeah, it definitely helped kind of mold me into who I am today for sure. And not every player becomes a pro. Like, again, I'm from Bridgewater. I think it was me. I think I was the only one who made it to like a small, low level pro. And then obviously Casey Murphy has done us a good service by becoming the player that she is. But yeah. what makes you different than coming from a touch and to go pro? Like what makes you different? I think I just had like this, like refuse to lose attitude. I love to win. And when I say win, I don't just mean like I love to win like a game. Like I love to win at life. <laughs> um, but like, I think I just like hate to lose more. So whenever I kind of like, I was also like very, I mean, I'm not the biggest person now, but I was tiny as a kid, like I was little. So I was like this like little underdog coming from a really small town and nobody kind of rated me at all. So I kind of was just like, I'm going to prove everybody wrong, chip on my shoulder and I'm going to win. So I think that kind of was just how I did things. And I was told no so many times, but I'm that person that's like, well, you don't believe in me, but I do. And my support system believed in me as well. And I didn't have to do anything by myself. Like they were always there to support me, always with me. So I think a combination of all of that kind of helped me for sure get to get to this level. I mean, you did do some things on your own. I know like <laughs> you graduated the year before, I think the NWSL was a thing, right? Um, college, yeah. Yeah. College, yeah. Then you went to Iceland, uh, then Russia. What was that like for you? That's quite a journey being away from family after being, you know, Central Jersey In your entire backyard, life. Basically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So actually when I graduated college, it was the WPS and yes. I, I tried out for sky blue. I didn't, I didn't make it, but, <laughs> but I tried. And then, so I actually like lived in the Hudson Valley in New York for two years because the second year I tried out again and was, was cut again. <laughs> so I lived up there and I had a really, really, really good coach. Probably one of my favorite coaches I've ever played for. Jesse Comel, he owns Quick Strike Lady. Well, Quick Strike is his club up there, but we were the Quick Strike Lady Blues. And yeah, this opportunity came up to to go overseas, and I was kind of like, all right, well, this is how my journey is going to start. Like, it's not going to be a straight line, but it's going to be fun. And being home for so much of my life, and you know, wanting to travel, wanting to see the world, wanting to learn different languages, I was like, this is a great opportunity for me to do two things that I love 
and combine them. So I kind of jumped at it. Yeah. And then playing in Iceland, Iceland's absolutely beautiful country. I tell everyone if you have, especially from New Jersey, it's like a four and a half hour play or something. It's like closer than California. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's an absolute beautiful country. I was there for like six ish months and it's one of my favorite places I've ever been. Won a championship when I was over there. So that was really cool. And then, yeah, Russia was awesome as well. Some people asked me, they're like, how was Russia? Like expecting like the worst stories. And I'm like, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Like I had so much fun. I learned the language, everything. But yeah, those experiences for me also forced me to grow up and forced me to figure things out on my own. I could always call home or like, it wasn't Zoom back then. It was like, oh, Skype. Skype, yeah. And yeah, I, 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 of course, did get homesick for sure. But yeah, I, I grew up, I enjoyed the moments that I had, I enjoyed learning different cultures and other languages and playing different styles of soccer. So yeah, all of those things kind of also made me into the player that I am, as well as you know, the person because I've, I've kind of been all over. You have. And also, congrats on 150 (laughs) NWSL appearances. That's pretty crazy. Thank you. I was shocked as well. (laughs) My coach was like, Kristen, get in the middle of the circle. And I was like, oh, no. Like, what ball did I give away? What am I getting in trouble for? And he's like, 150 games. I was like, wait, what? How long have I been playing? (laughs) That was crazy. But thank you. I I appreciate it. Looking through like your journey, and I'll say followed you for a long time through you know your Orlando times and KC times, and it seems like if you follow your career, there was always these little off ramps that kind of pop up on your journey. I think one time you were going to be a coach in Florida or something for like a school, like a yeah, I was a coach actually. <laughs> okay, yeah, you I were coach at a right? private school. <laughs> yeah. What keeps pulling you back? I just like. I'm just so passionate about the game. Like I have thought about retirement multiple times, but you know, in my off seasons, I really miss playing. And I think that's like why I always come back. I'm sure there will be an off season that I'm like, I'm done. People who have retired tell me like, you'll know, like you'll know when. And I can honestly like feel that it's coming, but I'm just not ready to kind of hang up my boots just yet. Because I think when I'm done, like I'm, I'm done. I don't know if I'll, I, I don't know if I'll coach. I don't know if I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll stay around the game in some capacity. Right. But like, I feel like I will kind of just transition to something completely different, but yeah, I just like, it's, it's still fun for me to go out to compete. I'm still like, I still want to win championships. I still want to be the best. So, and I'm still learning the game like this, I'm, I'm in another position that I've, I've only really been in for a, just over a year. So like, for me to still be evolving in this game and still wanting it just as much as I did when I was younger is the reason that I'm, I'm still playing. And hopefully my body can keep up with me for a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're fine. You look really fit. Thank you. <laughs> Looks to me to be... <laughs> Nobody has to wake up next to me the day after the game. <laughs> I feel a little bit different the way that I look, but but um, but yeah, no, it's still it's still fun. It's still a lot of fun for me. And by the way, welcome to Gotham. Thank you. It's your new home. 
They didn't. Sky Blue didn't want you, but Gotham did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but for real, talk to us about your decision to to join this team. To be honest, it was probably like the toughest decision of my playing career. Obviously, you know, with Kansas City, we had just gone to the final. Yeah. But for me, being a free agent, to be able to have a say in what I wanted to do was massive for me. You know, I've been playing for so long and in this league, like you have no rights to do anything. So that CBA for somebody like me, who's been kind of going along this path of, well, you're going to be here, you're going to be here, you're going to be here and have no say. I was like, I get to decide. And, you know, it came down to, to Gotham and Kansas City and the ultimate factor, obviously there's pros and cons wherever you are. But the ultimate factor for me was, you know, being like coming back home and playing and trying to bring a championship here in front of my family was like, there's nothing that really matches that for me with everything that I've been through in my career, like the injuries and then getting, you know, cut from teams and maybe retiring, not sure, you know, where my next place is going to be. And having my support system kind of support me through all the ups and the downs, yeah. you know, to, to be able to come back and kind of do it in front of them and then be at every home game was just something that I feel like a lot of people don't really get to have. And in my career, that's just something super special for me to, to kind of be able to, to, I don't know if it, it could end here. We'll see, but um, yeah. yeah, just, just to even just be here and, and have them experience a little piece of my journey in person with me is is something that I couldn't turn down. So you could say that before you retire, getting a championship here in front of your family would be like the ultimate goal before retiring, right? Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be um yeah, that would be something I I can imagine and I can't even imagine it like yeah. Winning, winning, winning a championship for my, you know, home state with my literal home with me would be, yeah, that'd be awesome. And I would, I mean, I'm extremely happy with my career and how it's gone. And I have done things that I never thought that I would write, but like, you know, just to keep adding these cherries on the top. Yeah, that, that wouldn't hurt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and also, so. Allie Krieger, you know her well. You have played with her in Orlando and now Gotham. She says she takes credit for bringing you to Gotham. Is that true? <laughs> what makes her so special? <laughs> um, I do remember having a conversation with Kriegs. Yeah. You know, in the offseason kind of about about Gotham. You know, I did I did my homework. I did my homework for Kansas City. I did my homework for Gotham. And, you know, obviously Allie Krieger is Allie Krieger. She's a good friend of mine as well. And, you know, I thought, you know, playing next to you wouldn't be the worst thing. <laughs> I, mean, I, I guess you're an okay player. Um, no, but you know, she has, you know, such a decorated career. And, you know, she's such an amazing person. And, you know, having played with her before, there was a comfort level there. So, you know, I thought, yeah, this could be cool again. Um, but yeah, no, I, me and Kriegs did, did have a combo, but, you know, my, my family was was the ultimate decision. But she may have helped a little. 
<laughs> That's good. <laughs> but now that you mentioned your your family, they've been to the games, right? Yeah, all of them. Yeah. So, what is it like to play in front of your your friends and family? Yeah, it's cool. You know, one of my like childhood best friends was at one of my games. Wow. And, yeah, like those moments are really cool. A, a girl that I went to college with was at one of my games. You know, just the people that I've I've grown up with. You know. And yeah. kind of know my story, or have you know even followed along with it. Get to get to come and see it live, which is it's really cool to be able to have that and and to share these moments, you know, with people. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like unexplainable to just look up in the stands and be like, I'm yeah. in my home, you know, stadium, and I grew up watching the Metro Stars, now the the Red Bulls. I grew up coming to these games. So like literally being here, playing in the stadium, looking up at them is, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's special for sure. Definitely special. I mean, you feel the love, even though they're in the stands and you're in the field, if you see, you know, that familiar face, you, you just feel the love. And like, it gives you an extra like motivation to play well and do like do it in front of the fans and, and your family. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned earlier that you've been trying to stay in the sun more now. Do you miss the New Jersey weather at all? No. 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 I honestly like I'm pretty excited for the fall because I love I'm a big nature person and I love the colors. And like I'm excited to, you know, kind of go on hikes and just see all the leaves change. Sometimes when I come home for the holidays, I miss that. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I hope there's still leaves on the trees. And I get home and like every there's like almost it's two degrees and the snow is coming. And I'm like, dang, I missed it. But I'm really excited for the fall. But yeah, I don't miss the, you know, we truly have four seasons here. And, and I definitely don't miss the cold. <laughs> One of my teammates, they were like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'll be much happier when the sun comes out and it gets a lot warmer. Like, I just... okay, what's warm for you? Like 70, 80? Yeah, I mean... If there's an eight, I'll be in shorts, you know, yeah. 70s, I'll probably still be in pants, but 70s is acceptable. But it's just like we had a little, we had like a week of really nice weather. And today I was training in a quarter zip and pants again. And I'm like, what's going yes. on? Where's, where's the warm weather? I'm ready for it. I'm here for it. I, I know. Heat. <laughs> so it was ready. like, it was literally like a, a free seven day trial of like good weather. Like, yeah. here you go. Did we come back. And yeah, I'll, and then <laughs> yeah, I went to take out my dogs in the morning and I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, yeah. why is it so cold? Yeah, both my dogs are Floridians and they also don't enjoy the cold. <laughs> Aww, I have two dogs. One is from Florida and the other one is from Bolivia. So he's international. Wow. Yeah, they're, they're both rescues. And, and I know you love I'm dogs. Too. Yes, big animal person over here. <laughs> and I know... Because, well, I did my homework, too, looking you up. And I know you want to open, like, uh, either a daycare or, like, a shelter for for animals. Yeah. And that's something I really want to do, too, because there's a lot of, like, older senior dogs that nobody wants. So I want to, like, create, like, a sanctuary for all these dogs and just, like, have a happy life, you know, because they're old. So whatever rest of the life they have, like, have a great life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. No, I definitely, it's definitely something that I have considered, you know, post soccer life. I had like a little small dog walking business in Orlando when I played down there. 
kind of on the side and I absolutely loved it. And I've always said, like, I want to open up a, a doggy daycare, dog walking company. And then if I could, even a shelter for, you know, those reasons, exactly. Both mine are also rescues. And yeah, I think it'd just be, it'd be cool. And, you know, you can't really have a bad day when you walk into work and you have animals just running up to you as happy as can be. <laughs> I know. Like, I think the only reason I come back home is to see my puppies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I have two more questions and then I think we're going to be good. But first, I just want to say congrats on being inducted into New Jersey Girls Soccer Coaches Association Hall of Fame. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so what does that mean to you and your future? It means that I've inspired another generation. And people have recognized, you know, the hard work that I've put in. And like I always say, like my road to here was very bumpy up and down. I've t taken detours, but it was all kind of worth it. And yeah, and I'm very happy with the way things have turned out. And obviously there's more in store for me. But to be able to inspire, you know, the next generation to come, young girls and boys. Like when I gave my speech, I had parents, kids come up to me and ask me questions and talk to me after. So just to kind of be in that light is something that I didn't really expect because, you know, you're playing and you're kind of just thinking about playing. But now the later I get into my career, I think about like, how can I leave the game better off than I start than when I started? And how can I, you know, inspire this next generation to continue to, to build and, and grow the game? You know, being inducted into that kind of made me realize like I did something right. And to, to keep going. <laughs> this is true. I have been coached by Kristen Edmonds and you're very tough. So <laughs> I, I am a pretty tough coach. I am pretty tough. <laughs> I have one more question. So the team decided to go quality over quantity in this year's draft and they got Jenna Nicewanger. She, she's been a revelation so far. So what's it like being playing with her and what do you, what do you think her ceiling is if she has one? I mean, yeah, Jenna's been great for us. She has kind of been on this incline since preseason. I've been out of college a while now, so I don't really know a lot about, you know, the, the draftees that anyone picks up really. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Jenna's kind of come into her own and she can play in multiple positions. I think outside back might be a little new for her. When she was thrown into it in that LA game, she kind of looked at me with like a deer in headlights. And I was like, I got you. Don't worry about it. You'll be great. <laughs> and yeah, she's, she's stepped up to, you know, any challenge really that anyone's given her. And I think she's going to be a great player. She's got a really long career ahead of her. And, you know, her ceiling is as high as she wants it to be. You know, she's got a pure left foot and that's hard to come by. So um, yeah, I think she has a ton of potential and to already, you know, be getting minutes and significant minutes and to be contributing. She has a goal already, assist. So she's killing it so far. And I think that she's going to be really great for us. But before we leave, like I said before, I did ask some questions uh, on Instagram if anyone wanted to ask you anything. I have a couple more questions. These are from the fans. And one of the questions says, what's like switching between center back and full back? Yeah, one of them's a lot more running than the other. <laughs> Which I appreciated 
when I was younger. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, center back. When I play center back after the game, I'm exhausted, but I'm mostly like mentally exhausted. Like just from thinking for 90 minutes straight, you always have to be on. Um, outside back, I kind of get a little bit more freedom. So that's a little bit more fun. And, you know, I get into the attack more and maybe I can get a goal this year and assist. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but yeah, they're, they're very different in my eyes and I play them extremely different as well. But I, I enjoy them both for sure. And the next question is, since joining Gotham in the off season, what's like playing with your new teammates? My teammates are great. I feel like, you know, you've been in the league for so long, you kind of know everyone or have played with everyone somewhere. So I feel like I've known most of my teammates and I've also, you know, like Kriegs, Abby, I've played with, I've played with a few of them. So I wasn't really nervous coming in or anything like that. I was excited because, you know, when I played for other teams and whenever we played New York, New Jersey, it was always a really tough game. And I remember being like, oh, this is going to be a grind <laughs> um, to get to get through them. So I'm kind of excited to be on the other end <laughs> and to now help contribute to be a nightmare for other people to play. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be with everybody. <laughs> yeah. And, and Abby was with you and KC. Now you both back together here. Yeah. Yeah, that's I know. really I love that. We have a good relationship on and off the field, so that's been fun. Oh, I see. You have some TikToks with her. TikToks, yeah. Yeah. Game day talks. She sometimes jumps in there with me. The game game day TikTok. I look for it now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So sadly, we come to the end of the interview. We want to thank you for taking the time to speak with us. There is like so much more we would love to ask you. Maybe you'll come back later, but your love story you. is incredible. Your your story is incredible. And Thank of you. course, if you ever want to come back, you're more than welcome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Yes. So Gotham returns to action Sunday on May 28th, away at Washington Spirit. We're ready for this matchup against the Spirit. Are you ready, Kristen? Of course. Born ready. We're ready. Hi everyone, this is Gary. Thank you for listening and supporting our project. Here are other ways you can support the show and connect with us. First, word of mouth is everything. So please share our show with anyone who might listen. Also, please rate us five stars on Spotify and review us on iTunes. You can purchase our merchandise at the T Public store. Join in the conversation on Twitter at OverGothamPod and Instagram at SoccerOverGotham. Lastly, you can email your thoughts and questions at soccerovergotham at gmail.com. Once again, thank you. <laughs>